Welcome to the Resonate Church Podcast. We are glad you are joining us. Before we get into this week's message, we would like to remind you to follow us on Instagram or visit weareresonate.ca. Enjoy this week's message. Today on Vision Sunday, I want to pause right here at the start of the message and and really just take a moment to, to get our hearts expectant for what God wants to do in the remainder of this service. Because I believe that the potential in this room, the potential in your life to see lives changed, to see a city transformed, to see a nation impacted, to see our world influenced because of the spirit of God inside of you goes well beyond what you have yet perceived. And so my hope today is to have a family talk around the things that matter to us so that we can get us all back focused on the same goal that God has called us to go after together. If you are new here, I'm glad you chose to show up on Vision Sunday, even though this is a little bit of like a family talk. I'm glad you're here. You might feel like someone who showed up and is crashing a party that was thrown for somebody else, but we say it this way all the time, that we threw the party for you. If you are new, that's like, that's from the bottom of our hearts. Everything we do, we set up here early today so that we could do something for you and you could experience God. And so it's, it's Vision Sunday and we're going to have a time together. Here's, here's what the Bible says about vision. I love what the Proverbs say. Proverbs 29 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Another translation says that they cast off restraint, meaning that if you don't have vision for how you live your life, well, you don't really care how you live your life. If you don't have a vision, life can easily start to get messed up. But when you have a vision, you can jump out of bed in the morning and say, it doesn't matter what life throws my way. I know I'm called to some things and I'm going to be about that mission today. I love how the Message Bible says it this way. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. So if you don't know what God is up to and how you relate to that plan, it's easy to just trip up and lose direction in life. But here's the good news. But when you attend to what God's going to reveal to you, it's then that you're going to be most blessed. And that's what I want for you today. I want for you to know what God has for you. And that leave today with a greater understanding of how he made you and what he's called you to do and what our collective mission is together. And all of that, it's not just so that we can build a church. I'm thankful that God is building his church. It's not just so we can build a church. It's so that we can build people. It's so we can build you. And so for the next few minutes, we're going to press into our vision together as a church. Here's what we say about our vision. We exist to lead you and everyone in our city and everyone God calls us to. We exist to lead people on a spiritual journey that includes four things. Here they are. We exist so that people can know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and then go on and make a difference. And I want to talk about all those things at the start today. Those four, we orient everything we do around those four things. First of all, the first step is always to know God. The first step in your spiritual journey is that you know him. And here's what I love about the God of Christianity. That doesn't mean that you could know that he exists. That means so that you can know him personally. 
like not here, here, like in your heart. God wants to know you. God wants you to have an experience like you are in a relationship with him and you can sense his presence in your life. No, that's what I'm talking about when I say know God. And I want to celebrate that over the first four years of Resonate Church in this room on Sunday mornings, we've had 325 people make a decision to say, I'm going to know God and follow him with my life. Come on, can we celebrate that on Vision Sunday? And even through a pandemic, we continue to see every single Sunday, people make decisions to say, I'm going to follow Jesus right here in this room. And I'm, I'm thankful that it's someone's Sunday today. It might be yours. And before the service ends, it would be my honor to lead you in a prayer of surrendering your life to God through faith in Jesus. You're like, I'm not sure if I can get there today, Pastor. Well, skeptic, I'm glad you came. Come on, somebody. It's not going to be the power of my persuasive words that move you. I'm really praying it's the Holy Spirit. God wants to know you. That's the first step so that you can know God. Well, the second is to find freedom. Because it's amazing, right, that God can free you from your sins in a moment. Like you can walk out that door at the end of the service today and be like, all of my past is forgiven. But how many know it takes a little bit of time sometimes for God to get the past out of you? You know what I'm saying? Because you still walk out of here with fears and anxieties and worries and concerns and all that stuff that built up on your heart in the past. And so we still, God will, God will set you free in a moment, uh, or God will forgive you in a moment, but he will set you free on a journey. And we say freedom happens in the context of relationships. Around here, we do that in our small groups. We want, we're so passionate about doing life together, and the reason is, I believe, the most important decision you will ever make in your life is to put Jesus first in your life. But second to that, the number one thing that's going to describe and, and, and uh, show you where you're going to end up in your life is how you choose your relationships and who you run with. And so we'll talk a lot about more of that. We'll talk a lot more about that <laughs> next week as we launch our small groups. And then thirdly in our vision is that you would discover your purpose. That you would be able to actually say, I know why God made me. And this is what the psalmist said. He said, all the days ordained for me were written in God's book before one of them came to be. Meaning before your parents even went out on that hot date and you were conceived, God, you know, I didn't know whether to say before your parents planned for you because like, I'm sure there's a few of us in the room that weren't planned for, you know what I'm saying? So, but you were conceived and God had a plan for you. Whether mom and dad planned for you or not, whether you were planned for. And so we know God, we find free, and we discover purpose. And it's ultimately so we can do this final thing that God's called every single one of us to. And that's that we can actually go and make a difference. And today I want to celebrate our dream team around here. Those of you that are making a difference week in, week out. Every time you set up a kid's area so that our kids can worship all out, you're making a difference. Every time you run a camera over here, who is that? Is that Lucy Beaumont? Every time Lucy Beaumont's running a camera over here, and who's over here? Jasmine CV. Oh, my goodness, and Bennett Dole is on the camera. Come on, somebody. Don't say you're too young. Let's shout out, Benny. Come on, buddy. Let's go. Running the camera. It's child labor, and I feel weird about it, but his parents, you know, are on staff, and so it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> So you can make a difference, and you really are making a difference, and I hope that you can see that. Even in this crazy season, God is moving. My hope would be that by the end of Vision Sunday today, you'd say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my serve to another level. I'm going to recommit what I'm bringing on another level. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to another level, because you'd be able to say, if God is in it, I'm in it. 
Let's go to one of my favorite passages of scripture in the Bible, which is a, if God's doing it, I want to do it kind of passage. It's Matthew 14, and it's, if you've been around church, you'll recognize it. It's where Peter walks on water. Let's dive in. Uh, verse number 22 says this. As soon as the people were fed, Jesus told his disciples to get into their boat and to go. So everybody say go. One, two, three. Go to the other side. That was pretty good. We're going to do that later again. I like that. We're going to take it to another level. We're going to wake some people up. Jesus said, go to the other side of the lake. Well, he stayed behind to dismiss the people. After the crowds dispersed, Jesus went up into the hills to pray. And as night fell, he was there praying alone. You ready for this? One, two, three, go. You weren't ready. Let's do it one more time. One, two, three, go. Oh, my goodness. The imperative of Jesus, one word to his disciples was go. It's such a good vision, Sunday word. Just, just go. I like this guy. <laughs> Go. So far, nothing all that unusual about the story. They're fishermen. They like boats, presumably. Jesus tells them to get into a boat and to go across the lake. And these are the kind of guys that if Jesus says go, they want to say yes. And I'd imagine that's who you are today. Unless you came in as a skeptic or a seeker, you came in and I presume inside your heart, deep down is this desire to say, if God says go, I want to say yes. But there is this other detail within this story that is an indicator of why when God says go, sometimes we don't say yes, even though deep down is a desire to say yes. I don't know if you saw it. Did you see this detail? Matthew didn't want you to miss it. Did you see it? What time of day it was when Jesus said to go? Dinner has already been eaten. It's getting dark. Matthew said it this way, night was falling. And so Jesus didn't just say go. Jesus said go at night. I think this says something very important to us about the call of God. You see, a lot of us say, I hope you came ready to be challenged. Did you come ready to be challenged today? I hope you came ready. Because a lot of us say, God, tell me where to go. And then God says to go somewhere. And we say back to God, could I leave in the morning? We say, Jesus, I can hear you saying go, but I'm in the middle of a really busy semester right now. And I've got the four courses and I'm working like I'm a young adult. Pastor Shane, and you don't understand how busy young adults are. We take three courses at a time, and I work three hours on the weekend at a pet shelter, and you don't understand. I got nowhere to give my time to. Everyone that's a parent should be laughing right now. <laughs> Pastor Shane, I want to go, but I just can't because it's a busy semester. I actually am taking four courses. When I grew up, you had to take seven. You didn't have to take seven. It was all the same. We all slacked. But the point was, was Jesus is saying go, and we say, could I just wait until tomorrow morning because it's going to get a little easier? Or we say, you know what, Pastor Shane, I hear Jesus saying go, but the time for me to go will be after these little kids get in school because right now just doesn't seem like the time for me to add too much to what I'm doing. And so I hear him saying go, but God, could I leave tomorrow? Or maybe you've said, I'm in the middle of a busy season at work. My goodness. If <laughs> I've, I, I got to be careful here. 
because I know y'all talk to me after service and some of y'all are going to be like, I told Pastor Shane that last week. Like, that's my story. It's okay. And you come up after a service and you're like, Pastor Shane, I hear God say and go, but it is a busy time for me at work right now. I heard about that small group thing and I really think I am going to do it, but it's been a busy season and I'm not telling you what to do. You just take it to the Lord. But what happens is you go to prayer and you say, God, I hear you say and go and I'm just in this season. And I know I said last season was a busy season, but this time it really is a busy season, busy, 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 busy season. And so I really think that I'm, <laughs> I'm eventually going to get to the place where it gets a little bit easier. And I don't know if you realize this. Jesus didn't just say go. He said go at night. And I think that we need to be careful here because I don't want you to get the impression that Jesus is saying go burn all-nighters all the time. Jesus called these guys to minister from a place of rest. If anyone was about rest, it was a Jesus. These guys are like, let's go. They probably wanted to go feed more people that night. And Jesus was like, no, I'm going to go pray. Jesus is always calling them to lead from rest. And so when he said go at night, he wasn't saying burn yourself out. What I've learned is this, is that if you want to see Jesus do a miracle in your boat, sometimes you got to go get in the boat when you don't feel like being there. Jesus says go, and he says go at night. And so I want to challenge you today. What's that thing that you know God's called you to do that you've been waiting for a season or two or three or years, waiting till it gets a little bit easier until you go? And I know that in the side of your heart is the desire to say yes if God says go. We just need to be able to get past that barrier that says one day it will get easier. No, the best time to do the thing that God has called you to do isn't some point in your future. The best time to take the step is right now. It's Vision Sunday, y'all. Come on, somebody. Are you ready? Well, let's dive back into the story because I want us to catch the scene of the boat because inside of this boat is not a bunch of tired, weary, upset fishermen. Inside of this boat, they are throwing a party. They are, these guys, these guys are high-fiving They're celebrating. And the reason we know that this would have been a celebratory atmosphere is they've just been a part of one of the greatest miracles that Jesus would ever do. You imagine they just got to hand out the food that Jesus multiplied. And so as they get in the boat, even though they're going to have to go all night, they're high-fiving and they're celebrating and they're saying, this is amazing. Can you believe that we get to do this? And yet all of a sudden, some water starts to pour into their boat. This is what it says. The boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And I love the scene because these guys haven't even eaten since the last miracle Jesus did, and they start to freak out. Can you picture it? They're still digesting the food that Jesus multiplied, and they're freaking out. And I think this is so important because it should say to us a couple things about human nature. It should say to us that we are going to get scared in the journey, but we still need to go. I love this in Hawaii. Anybody ever been, how many, how many have been to Hawaii? Let me see your hands. And, and, and if you've not been to Hawaii, let's go ahead and let's just, when this thing is over, you know, this whole thing, this season is over, let's all go to Hawaii together. Can I get an amen in the church today? On, The second announcement of Vision Sunday is, we're all going to Hawaii. Oprah's paying. In Hawaii, you'll see on t-shirts and on bumper stickers this great slogan. I don't know if you've seen this before. 
I'm sure it's places other than Hawaii, but it's particularly in Hawaii. It's the slogan, Eddie would go. Any ever seen this, Eddie would go? It's usually accompanied by a guy on a surfboard and a big wave. And I don't know a ton about surf culture or surf history. I do know that this little picture is about a guy named Eddie Akau, and he's a big wave surf legend. And when people tell stories about this guy, they say if, if the waves were on, Eddie was in. Eddie would go. When we go to Hawaii, we haven't taken the kids, but when we used to be just us and uh, we would go to Hawaii and we would get there, I'd rent an oversized surfboard, which is essentially just a platform that floats on water. And I would rent that kind of surfboard and I would go out to the beach with my not yet tan self and I would, I would, I would, I'd paddle out. And as I'm paddling out, I'm just like, Eddie would go. You know what I'm saying? Eddie, Eddie would go. And the people on the beach are like, Eddie would go, bro. Look at your... That's a pontoon, man. That's not a surfboard. Eddie would go. That's a two-foot wave, bro. Eddie's not going. <laughs> Eddie would go. <laughs> like, I don't know a lot about surfing. I do know when I get to the end of my life, I want someone to stand up at my memorial and say, if God was in it, Shane would go. And I just want to ask you the question today. Where is there that God has said to go that you've just put off for another day and today might just be the day? Eddie would go. In our, in, maybe you don't know the Eddie would go line, but we, here we are on the west coast of Canada. We got the mountains. Anybody familiar with the term send it? Send it? Okay. It's a geriatric crew in church today. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> send it. You know send it. Please tell me you know send it. Let's like do show of hands. You know send it. <laughs> it's okay. You just didn't, you didn't want to shout out. You didn't want to look weird. It's okay. I got it. You know, send it. So send it, if you don't know, is where you, maybe you get to the end of your snowboard or your ski day. I don't want to be more divisive than culture needs right now, but let's just say snowboarding is better. Anyways, it's like, it's, all, it's what we need. Draw another line. Okay, so there you go. You get off of the, <laughs> don't go there. Okay, you get off of the, um, you get off of, what's that called? The ski lift? should be called the snowboard lift. But anyways, you get off the lift and you tighten up your bindings and you're standing there at the top of the mountain and you're looking down and you're staring down at this double black diamond and you haven't done it all day, but you've been amping up your courage all day long. One of your friends has gone to the hospital already, but it's okay. Like you're there and you're staring at the double black diamond and you're, and, and you're like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And then your friend just yells, send it. And there's something about someone telling you that they're in it with you and challenging you to do it that just causes you to go for it. And today I... Listen, I don't want you to risk injury, but I do want you to send it in your life. Maybe you need that challenge today. Maybe you've been holding back on the decision of faith. You've been coming to church for a while, and you're like, Pastor, I just got too many questions, and I'm not sure. And where does Christianity fit into the spectrum of all religions? And I think all ways lead to God. I'm just going to hope for the best in my relationship. I'm going to hope I'm going to do enough good. And is that going to be good enough for me? And today, I just want to say, come on, send it. Get past the fears and anxieties and try Christ. Come on, what else has worked so far? Send it and try Jesus. Send it. Maybe it's getting on dream team around here. And you said, well, what good can I do? And I don't really like meeting people. And I'm kind of anxious and afraid. And I don't know what to do. But come on, send it. Give it a try. Send it. And you're like, Pastor Shane, what if I send it and it doesn't go so well? Well, thank God we see it in the story. Because they're high-fiving it. And Peter was like, bro, we just sent it. And all of a sudden, the boat starts to fill with water. 
You're like, Pastor Shane, what if I send it and it doesn't go well? I can guarantee you that if you go where Jesus has called you to go, sometimes the boat's going to fill with water. But here's what I know our attitude is on Vision Sunday. If God said go, there's a miracle in the storm. They're bailing water out. And they still haven't digested their last miracle. So you ask, well, why is it this way in the faith journey? Why, why is it that we have to sometimes feel like I'm in over my head and I'm a little bit overwhelmed? Because there's a miracle in the storm. There's a miracle in the storm. Do you know what the worst time to build a church is? I, don't, I haven't lived through everything, but I'm pretty sure it's the middle of a pandemic. It's also the worst time when culture around you says no one really wants what you have to say about God anymore. We're on the west coast of Canada, bro. Get up in the mountains and send it. Don't give me your God talk. This is why we need Vision Sunday. Because with our eyes open, we see two things right now. A culture that doesn't care and a pandemic that says we can't even do it anyways. Vision Sunday is not about what you can see with your eyes. It's about what you can see when you close your eyes. It's about seeing, closing my eyes and seeing the people in my life that are far from God, knowing now more than ever that they need something more than what they're seeing, living, and experiencing. Vision Sunday is about closing your eyes and saying, I know I haven't stepped out in the past and I feel totally afraid to do it, but you know what? I'm going to send it this year. Pastor Shane, you said just to do a couple things. It didn't have to be 10 things, but if I did four things, if I, if I showed up to church and I came to Next Steps and I got on the dream team and I started hanging out with the right people, if I do th- those four things, I will see a trans. I'm going to send Send it in the fall of 2021. What do you see when you close your eyes? Vision that God has called us to is, it's exciting, there's high fives, and sometimes the boat's going to fill with water. And, and now we got to gotta get to this, because we said it was about Peter walking on water, and it's 1054, and he's still inside the boat. So let's keep reading. Verse 25. <laughs> about four o'clock in the morning, Jesus came to them walking on the waves. When the disciples saw him walking on top of the water, they were terrified and screamed, a ghost! Then Jesus said, be brave and don't be afraid. I am here. Peter shouted out, Lord, if it's really you, then have me join you on the water. Come and join me, Jesus replied. So Peter stepped out onto the water and began to walk toward Jesus. In this picture of Peter taking a step to walk towards Jesus, there's a lot of different angles that we could go with this. There's, there's you know, we could talk about Peter taking his eyes off Jesus and, and then him starting to sink. And we could, we could go that angle. That's a, that's a good angle. I, I would probably like to take some time and preach about the fact that Jesus only gave Peter a one-word instruction, even though there were two things to do. Jesus said, come. He didn't say, come and keep your eyes on me. <laughs> it's like Jesus gave some incomplete instructions. It's like Ikea gave you half the pages you need. You'd be a little frustrated. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes Jesus is going to give you incomplete instructions because you need to fail on the journey to learn some things, to grow in your faith. We could preach about a whole different thing here, but the thing I want to point out, maybe I should have preached that. You're all into that. But the thing that I want to point out here is there's two different responses to Jesus moving. And I think it's true in church. On Vision Sunday... 
You came for the challenge Sunday. So come on, let's close. Let's close lighting the fire and fanning into flame what God's doing around you. There's two responses to seeing God move. The first response is everybody that stayed in the boat. And there's nothing particularly wrong with their response. It's our default response, which is, oh good, the Savior's here. Jesus is here. And for most of us, that's why we show up to church. We show up to church because Jesus is here. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a very good thing because we all need a savior. Come on, somebody. But church becomes something we consume and essentially the only reason we come is because Jesus is here. But there is a second response and it's the response of Peter. And the response of Peter isn't, I just, I just need to be here because Jesus is here and if he's, okay, he's here, everything's gonna be okay and I'm gonna show up to just, if Jesus is here, life is okay and it gets a little bit better. The response of Peter is, if Jesus is doing it, I'm gonna do it too. So on Vision Sunday, I felt like issuing a challenge to those of you who call Resonate Church home. Are you here because you're just happy Jesus is here? Or do you actually want to do the things Jesus is doing? I don't need to tell you what that is. I've already prayed long before you got here that God would speak to your heart and call you to your next step. I know deep down inside every one of our hearts is a desire to say yes if God says go, but I also know that that is a really hard yes sometimes. And this message was a hard challenge, but can I now just put on like my pastor shepherd hat and put an arm around you and say, you don't have to go alone. I'll go with you. If you send it at Resonate Church, you don't send it alone. I'll go with you. I'll go with you. More importantly, If God said go, there's a miracle in the storm. Thank you for joining us. A special thanks to those that give generously to our ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. If you would like to give, visit weareresonate.ca. You will find all the ways to support us there. We invite you to subscribe and share this podcast by taking a screenshot and sharing it on your social stories and tagging at We Are Resonate Church. Thanks again for listening and God bless you.